but we're all here now. And God knows how long we're going to be here. But if we can't live together, we're going to die alone. You guys got any milk? Live from New York, let's get lost. No. Yeah, that was just a little pun. Because we're in New York. That's tonight. true. And it's a little bit live. It's live in the sense that... <laughs> in the sense that it's recorded live. Okay. That we don't edit it. Well, anyway... This is Let's Get Lost. This is Let's Get Lost. I'm Sam. I'm Anita. And uh, we're, we're here in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again in this dusty basement. Yeah. So um, I apologize if I blow my nose or sneeze or cough or otherwise have some sort of asthmatic attack. But uh, you will. It's very rough down here. It's you know it's hard to it's hard to work in conditions like this. But we do it. We do. We do it for you. We do it for you. <laughs> okay. Um. Today we're going to be talking about episode four point seven. Gion. Yes. It's the seventh episode. It's called Jiyan. Um, I don't know how I felt about this episode. Um. <sighs> it was interesting. I guess I should stop reading spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Because they really set me up for something that, um, that I really wasn't expecting. Um, as far as the season goes, we have some news. So we're, we're, we're going to start off this podcast with our lost news section. Right. So originally, it kind of looked like there was going to be 13 episodes total. Am I correct? Yeah. That there the were original. Gonna be, they, there going to be, there was going to be an eight episode set of the eight they had already done, and then a short break, um, and then four new episodes five. plus the finale. Five new episodes. Oh, four new episodes. Four plus new a episodes plus a two-hour finale. Yeah. Now it turns out that there are actually only only going to be three new episodes after that hiatus, and the finale is going to be in two hours, aired over two different weeks because Grey's Anatomy is coming back on, and they're getting a three a two-hour finale. So technically, it's just it's it's the it's you know the five episodes, but an hour-long finale. Yeah. Which, I kind of felt and, a little cheated. And also, I guess, if, you know, the the finale is supposed to be centric to one character, then that character will get those that centric episode for two weeks. Right. <clears throat> but you're thinking in terms of the Lost Fantasy League right now. <laughs> um, no, 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 I'm just saying, like, the difference between it being just, um five episodes in an hour-long finale is that right, the it's last gonna, two episodes would be the same character-centric yeah, episodes, to be that's the way they do it. It's gonna be to-be-continued type thing. Yeah. I'm predicting that the finale is gonna be Jack, but... Probably. Because we haven't <laughs> seen him all season yet. For so. real. Um, in other news, we have finally confirmation of the Oceanic Six. Yes. It's not a spoiler because they've told us that it, you know, by this episode we would be confident that we knew who the Oceanic Six were, which is not true, because... No, we were confused. I was a little confused <laughs> at the end of that. Um, 
But, and <laughs> for weeks people have been telling me, you know, oh, that means Aaron's one of the six, Aaron's one of the six, and I'd say no, I don't believe that, I don't believe he counts. Because on all, we, the, the, the funny thing about this was, the people who saw the early screenings of the episode, of episode seven, saw everything but the final scene. So they believed that this was a joint flash forward for the both of them. Right. And that, you know, Jin was getting this panda for his child. Right. So it was released as a spoiler, like an official spoiler, that the Oceanic Six, the final two of the Oceanic Six were Jin and Sun, which I read like a month ago. And then they told us that the the final two were going to be tricky. Yeah, Damon Lindelof and Carlin Cuse kept saying... You have the, the, the four, but the final two are, are a little tricky. And we were like, well, why are they tricky? It's Jin and Sun, obviously, in episode seven. Why are they try- like trying to be so cheeky about this? Yeah. But then the episode aired. No one had seen the ending, and turns out... And turns out we all got tricked. So yeah. the Oceanic Six officially are Jack, Kate, Hurley, Saeed, Sun, and Aaron. Yeah. Which means, I guess... I... I it could mean that they, that the story is that Aaron was on the plane, and it could just mean that they consider him one of the Oceanic Six because, you know, technically he was on the plane. Yeah, but now that- In utero or otherwise. Now that Jiyun is born, is, is, is it now the Oceanic Seven? Listen. <laughs> I'm just- I don't know. She- she- well, her sto- if her story is that she was pregnant before she crashed, they'll have to change all the- We'll have to change everything. Great. That's I know. you know you know the day after she was born there was some newspaper headline. I mean all the newspaper headlines said, you know. Oh she had seven. seven. <laughs> Great. Um <laughs> so let's get it right. I wish into... I really lived in that world where I, I woke up one morning and that was the newspaper headline. It said we wake up every morning and uh Elliot Spitzer's hookers on the yeah. cover of the paper. So <laughs> Well, that's the world we well, live in. Well, close enough. Um so, let's get right into the episode discussion. Um, I kind of divided this into three different areas. There was a lot going on in this episode. Yes. Actually. Um, there was a flashback and what was happening on the island and what was happening on the freighter, which I think is probably the most exciting. Uh, we're going to start with the flashbacker and forward. The flashback and flash forward. What did you think of that technique? I thought it was clever. I, I think but I would have really enjoyed it if I if I hadn't already known probably that was that that was going to be the case, but yeah. since I already knew, and I didn't really learn anything from Jin's flashback, I kind of felt a little a little like it was useless. It was useless. It did it didn't the flashback didn't give you any background information on on the surface. It was it was just it was useless. But it was it was clever. Yes. It was a clever trick. It was a clever trick. And if 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 for nothing else, it reminded you of the person that Jin was. Yes, that's very true. It reminded you especially when he made that speech to her about um how she She did it to the man right. that I you did this to the man I used to be and I'm not him anymore and, and he actually refers that to, to that man as a different person. Yes. Yeah. Him. So it sh- it shows you how he's so consumed with, you know, right, doing, you know, 
buying this stupid panda to give to... Not even for his own child. Right. Just to appease someone in China. And, yeah, and, and you, he, when he, when his cab gets stolen, he's yelling, I'm gonna kill you, I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. And just, you know, a uh, funny note along those lines. Um, I read somewhere that apparently... Apparently, uh, his negotiation with that panda did quite well because, um... J.J. Abrams, in his Mission Impossible 3, actually, in China, had a uh, billboard for Pike. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess that worked. Did J.J. Abrams direct that? Uh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. So, um, you know, jumping straight to the end, which, you know, first of all, I must say that what a hurly thing to do. To fly <laughs> yeah. all the way out to Korea, just but to... when you've got that unlimited pass and you're Hurley, like, what else are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? <laughs> um, but that, that's an interesting note, thing to note, that in the timeline, this happened before Hurley's... Breakdown. Breakdown. Right. So that gives us some sort of... Well, this is actually the, the first time we really do have some sort of concrete timeline, because assuming they get off the island by the end of this season, which... The season, I'm guessing, is only about three weeks island time. Yeah. Um, and she's been pregnant for two months now, and she gives birth, you know, assumingly on time, um, at the end of, you know, at the ninth month. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, you know, it should be six months after they got rescued. Yes. So. Which means they've been off the island for at least six months before Hurley... Breaks down. breaks down. And... So it takes Jack a while. Yeah. Uh, is what we're seeing. Either that or, you know, you could say that Hurley got out. Yeah, maybe he even, it was like instant that it happened and he got out of the mental institution. But right. I'm, I, I don't know. So, um, my first thought on seeing Jin's tombstone was, wow, he's, he's won the Oceanic Six. He was won the Oceanic Six and he's dead. And he had died off-island. Right. And I started theorizing all these reasons why uh, he would have died, um, and my theory, basically, up until about a few hours after the episode, was that he had threatened to talk. Yeah. About what was going on on the island, and he got offed. Um, but, uh, screen caps of the tombstone have shown that his death is actually... 9-22-2004, which is the date of the crash. Yeah. So, is he dead? Well, <laughs> that's a great question. Uh, I mean... Here's, here's the, here are the, the options. So, he obviously did not get off the island. Right. So, Jin, uh, Sun goes back, and if you think about it, after they discovered that plane in the ocean, everyone on that flight would have had a tombstone. You know, right. theoretically. Their yes. family would have found out the bodies have been found. Well, that's what I tombstone. thought even when I first saw that screen cap. And then I saw the other date, which was in 1980. And I was like, what date is that? Well, that is... Uh, and that turned out to be Sun's... Sun's birthday. Which is it's just a, 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 it's a just something tombstone they, thing. Yeah, a joint... Um, so, uh, but, but not to imply that that was meant to be her tombstone, it's just that is his wife, that's just what they put on right. the tombstone. 
Um, so, he's not on the island, he has this tombstone, so, either he did die on the island, and he's some... not off the island, and he has this tombstone. So either he did die off the, on in, the island. In some suspicious manner that would make her need to lie and say he died in the crash. Right, and it just, like, it, it, even in what, whatever way that he died, um, whatever lie they're telling, I'm sure makes it easier for her, them to just say, you know, he died in the crash. Right. Or, he's alive on the island, and they're still lying about it. They're, they still have this grand lie, saying that they're the only six people who survived, and that, um, she just, th- this tombstone that was put up is the only thing she has that symbolizes him. Right. So she goes to it, but he's still on the island with everyone else. Right. It did, um... It did make me think, though, when Hurley said, um, I guess we should go visit him. That's not something you usually say when right. someone's still alive. Um, but I guess it's the only thing that really represents Jin, whether he's alive or not. And maybe Sun thinks that he's dead for some reason. Sure. Maybe some, you know, don't know the fate of what happened to the other people yeah. that were left on the island. But, um... So... That's really interesting. Um, you know, I guess we're not gonna really find this out. Uh, it's gonna be like another Charlie situation where you expect it, but you don't exactly believe it at the same time. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with that. I was, I actually, I hate to say it, but I've never been too intrigued by Sun and Jin's story. I, I openly... Um, hate their, but I was I was very saddened by that scene. Oh yeah, because he he Uh, he he became he became humanized. He tries. Yeah, I mean he redeemed himself. Yeah, and you know that's a common, uh, you know, a common denominator in loss. You redeem yourself and then then, die, and then you die. So So. you know it's very possible he's dead. Um, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um. In Sun's Flash Forward, she did cry out for him, um, and I guess that was extremely misleading, but, um, I actually may want to connect that to Jack, you know, making that comment about his father. I think that was the writers (laughs) saying, you know, look, people can be so delirious that they- Right. And she even says, you know, the doctor say I was crying yeah. out for you. Jack was really out of it. Out of it. Just... He was out of it. He was probably high on something. For real. So, you know, she's going through this traumatic birth and thinking she can call out for her husband. So just, like, a common theme, I guess, of these people who have been through this yeah, trauma. That, you know, they're screaming for something that isn't there anymore. Yeah. And that's how, you know, deranged they've all gone. Use That's a pretty harsh word, but... Um, another little interesting fact, uh, while Sun is in her room, uh, I think... At the very beginning. At the very beginning, when she's about to go into labor, um... There's a Korean... It's in Korean. A, the, a Korean episode of Expose, which is the show that Nikki was on. Right. That... That episode. That episode. That episode doesn't exist. Um, that episode was useless and a mistake. Right. Right. 
Um, so it's playing in the background, and, um, as you might remember... Which I caught in live time. Yeah. I was so proud. That was very good. Thank you. Um, as you may remember, Nikki and Paolo were actually buried alive, which I, I sort of thought was a metaphor to the fact that, you know, they're fine, you don't want them, we'll <laughs> bury them. We'll literally bury them alive. We'll bury them before they even got a chance to, you know, do anything. Yeah, well, uh, um, I don't know if I'm reading too much into this, but I, I guess this could sort of be a reference to Jin kind of being buried alive, quote-unquote, in that he's not dead, but he is to the rest of the world, I uh-huh. guess. Buried, but alive. But alive. There you go. I so, think you figured it out. Just a note. Just, you know, me overthinking, as I tend to do. With sure. Lost. Um... So I guess that's it for, you know, the flashback and flash forward. They're pr- pretty, uh... It was a clever trick. It was a very emotional episode, and I think there's so many theories on how you can read into it and the symbolism in it. Yeah, it's basically just at the, the end of the day. husband-wife, you know, symbolism Bernard with Bernard talking to, uh, you know, Jin on the yeah. boat. Um... At the end of the day, I think it was really a redemption story. Yeah, and re- and there's re- it's really hard to speculate because it's just you know. And it shows he could you be dead, he could be alive. It's, what do you what do you? And say it really that? shows you you know how rough the Oceanic Six are gonna have it because I was thinking uh, when I thought that Sun and Jin were the ocean you know, the last two, I thought you know. Well, everyone else is pretty messed up, but at least they have each other. Yeah. At least they have their baby, and they, you know, her baby survives. But she doesn't even get a break. No, she has to settle for Hurley. So. Long, long distance flight. That was some nice hair that he had there. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're gonna move on to what happened on the island. Not much. Um. (laughs) So, um, one of the things that, um, kind of sparked my interest was Sun had asked Faraday if they were actually there to rescue them. Yeah. And he said it's not his call. And she asked, whose call is it? And he didn't answer. Which means if he, if he had the power, he would rescue them all. Right. I think that a lot of them would. Yeah. I think that he would. I think Lapidus would. I think Charlotte would, Charlotte, probably. Charlotte probably would if she could. Yeah. Miles doesn't care. No. But, um... But I think definitely the the people who are currently on the freighter have an agenda of their own. Oh, yeah. And it does not involve, you know, whether these people get rescued, which is why only six are gonna get brought back. Yeah. Um... Then, of course, you know, just a lovely example of... How much of a bitch Juliet is. You know what? She's... She... She knows what she wants. <laughs> and she knows what she needs to do, and she does whatever it takes they to really do They really tied all loose ends in this episode. I have always been wondering, you know, when was Jin gonna find out? And when, when yeah. was he gonna leave her? And I guess that was it. It turned out. It turned out not to matter so much. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm exhausted. Um, so one really interesting thing is we finally find out exactly how the pregnant women die. Yes. Um, it start, starts, 
obviously in the middle of the second trimester. We've known that. But it begins with a little bit of nausea. Constant nausea. Constant nausea. Which I can only imagine is wonderful. Just wonderful. Why wouldn't you want to die at that point? And then, um, you, I think, start experiencing pains. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's not really anything It's super not exciting. It's, and then, uh, a coma. Yeah, followed yeah. By, followed, followed by, by death. your death. And your baby's death. Yeah. So, that's how it happens. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. Well, I guess it's just good you know, to know. You were going <laughs> good to know that you that it's you know eminent at some point, and there's only well, so much you can do. Coma. <laughs> I would say. Nausea, I'd say. <laughs> um. So we'll move straight on to the freighter then, which I think was, you know, the most exciting part of the episode. Yeah, it was it like was, a different episode. It really itself. was. Um. So you know, the first thing we see is Lapidus bringing them, you know, some cans of lima beans and, uh, noting to Regina that the book she was reading was upside down. She was reading a book called, um, the, the, uh, Go ahead. you keep talking and I will look it up. <laughs> no, I got it's it. It's by Jules Verne and it's called the, some the Captain of the Something. It's called The Survivors of the Chancellor. Survivors of the Chancellor. By Jules Verne. Yeah. Um... And if you Wikipedia that, it is a it's a it's a it's a it's a it's about a ship. These people on a ship, who only a certain number survive, and it is the diary of one of one of the people on this ship. Right. It says it's about the final voyage of a British sailing vessel, the Chancellor. Sounds um, very interesting. Maybe we'll read it for our lost book club. We do have a lost book club. Uh. We're the only two people in it, but, uh... But that's by, perfect for all you listeners, because we'll be telling you about it. By the end of the novel, only 11 people, 5 passengers, and 6 crew remain alive. So, you know, obviously... As obviously, as someone who's about to commit suicide <laughs> due to this intense cabin fever, it's, a, it's an appropriate book to be trying to read. Right. Upside down. Yeah. Um, and we find out Lapidus is going on a mission because the helicopter is gone when Saeed and Desmond come on top of the deck. Yes, and um, he's going back to the island. Probably. That's what I'm guessing. Well, he, someone asks, and the captain says, do you know of any other places to land around here? <laughs> so. Sassy devil. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering what's gonna happen to Desmond. Because obviously he's not one of the Oceanic Six. That, yeah. How are they gonna force him back on a helicopter? Maybe he dies. After that phone call? <laughs> yeah, that would be... That would just... That'd be great. That would be wonderful. Uh, Lupita says that there's a problem in the kitchen. Which, there there just seems to be a problem. There's a problem everywhere. There's, there's a, a saboteur you, on board. There is, and you know who it is? It's Kevin Johnson. It's Kevin we'll Johnson. We'll meet Kevin Johnson a little later. Right. Um, so, what's wrong with Regina? What's and wrong with any... The, what's, what's wrong with these people fever? with this intense cabin fever? Um, I don't, I don't know. Is it related to time travel in any way? It doesn't seem so, because it doesn't seem like they black out and need to be strapped down. And also, that only happens when you're going to and from the island, and Minkowski said that he and only a few others went to and to there 
and back. They think that it has to do with the proximity to the yeah, island. Yeah, yeah, I think it has to do with the... There's something that's... There's the island, and their closeness to it is causing them some sort of problem. Right, and they need to they need to start to get away from it. Um, and But they can't because the saboteur has destroyed the engine room. Right. Uh, but then it, it's it's like if why is being so close to the island a problem, but being on the island is fine, right? So, well, yes, because if you're on the island, you're not kind of flitting between those two those two world yeah dimensions or whatever. Um, so I'd be curious to see who else is getting this cabin fever and who is you know going to get it. Yeah. Um. Uh. The. <laughs> We have a, uh, what am I trying to say? A nice little gesture from their friend on the boat. After, he did a lot for them. After opening that door. Um, yeah. Actually, they get a note that says, don't trust the captain. So I'm thinking. So I'm thinking that means. We shouldn't trust the captain. They shouldn't trust the captain. <laughs> Sorry, we were in uh, the dark UFO launch <laughs> chat room last night to check out. I don't know, I just went there. in, just cause, I don't know, I just click on stuff. And you get sucked in. You get these sucked people, in to what these people are saying. You get sucked in to her just harassing people, you know? <laughs> Someone said, what did that note, what did that note mean by don't trust the captain? And I said, I'm thinking that they probably shouldn't trust the captain. <laughs> right. Um, Michael for some reason does not trust the captain. And I don't really trust the captain. I don't either. Um, Okay. So, this is, you know, straight from Lostpedia without shame, because I think this is the best summary of what happens when they do meet the captain. First of all, um, when they meet Captain Galt, which is, that's his name, Captain Galt, G-A-U-L-T, Saeed and Desmond begin to get an idea of the freighter crew's mission. The captain shows them the flight data recorder, the black box of Flight 815, and tells them it was obtained by Charles Woodmore. He explains that the wreckage was found in the Sunda Trench and included all 324 dead bodies. He then explains it was obviously a staged find, but that is frightening to think about the fact that someone has the power and resources to do such a thing, especially finding 324 bodies. The captain remarks that this is just one of the reasons they need to capture Benjamin Linus. So, according to... So, you know... So, basically, this story it seems is... like It seems like... Many people realize that this is a staged... Yes. It's obviously a staged flight. Right. Um, so this story is that Widmore has sent these people to get Benjamin Linus because Benjamin Linus put this plane in the ocean. To, um, you know, get people, I guess, to stop looking for the plane there. Yeah. But, um, I don't think Ben really has any... He obviously doesn't want these people to leave the island because he doesn't want them to start talking yeah. about the island. But I don't think he his primary objective is the uh, the A-15ers. And I also don't think he has that kind of power. Right. I don't think he has friends in high places like that. Right. I think he is his... But I do think that Widmore has that kind of power. Right. I and do. Widmore um, or... Pike, uh, son's father. I, I can see having that kind of power. Right. I tend to lean towards Widmore. Yeah. Um, 
Widmore, for some reason, might be putting the blame on Ben. He's an easy target. He's an easy target. And I'm wondering, like, how does the whole world seem to know about Ben? <laughs> That's a, an overstatement. Not the whole world, but all these people. Well, all these people who are just being told by Widmore. I think it's just starts with Widmore. I'm wondering Widmore... if they ever had any sort of direct contact. Or if they've just been working through people like this. Probably. Against each other. Um, all... Well, I think it's just, it started with Widmore and he just hired all these people to go after Ben. Right. Um, I'm... Ugh, I just blanked. <laughs> right. Um... And I'm wondering also if Woodmore has ever even been to the island, considering, you know, he seems to know where to find it. But he... I, I don't think he would... I think he knows that it is a risky place, and I think he is hiring these people to do it, to, you know, risk that for him. Right. And I also think we learned that um, we shouldn't entirely trust Ben's story about Woodmore. That he no, I mean I don't fully, I don't fully trust Ben, but I I I I am trust... more inclined to believe that Widmore is behind. Right, this. but um, I'm less inclined to believe that his true reasons for coming to the island are to exploit it. Right, for, purely for exploitation. Purely there's, for I, exploitation. There's there's, I think there's, there's something else. There's something else there. Um. So. Of course. <laughs> so one of the other things we see in this episode is when, um, when Saeed and Desmond are brought into their new room, there's a blood stain mm -hmm. on the wall. So we see another example of this apparent, um, extreme cabin fever, and we have to wonder, you know, who whose blood is that? And one of the remarks that really got me in this episode was Desmond says, you know, he remarks that the ship isn't even moving. Yeah. To which Ray, who is the physician on the freighter... He's the doctor. Right. F uh, sorry, you said physician and I heard physicist. Right. He says, if you say so. And I think that's that's really interesting because... Because they perhaps said that it's the not, engines are... Out. Right. Perhaps it's not moving at all, physically. Sure. But through time it could yeah. be. And also perhaps... It's not moving on its own. Something else is moving it. Right. So. They clearly seem to think that this, it's still moving in some way. Whether in, sp you know, space and time. Space and time, yeah. Or. But not on its own. Clearly. Not with its own engines. And then obviously the biggest thing we get out of this episode is. Is. Michael's finally back. Michael's back. He's looking good. He got yeah. a haircut. Um. And I really wanted to stress that I believe a lot of people think he came straight from the island, you know, on that ferry to, on the, from the Powell Ferry to the freighter. Yeah. I think he went home first. I think I he agree. went home and was given instructions to go to someone Ben, uh, Ben is in charge of to be recruited to this freighter mission as a janitor. Sure. Um, Ben obviously would have some, you know, probably more than one mole in 
Widmore's, you know, whole operation. Yeah. Because, think, you know, he was very clearly being taken seriously as Kevin Johnson. Right. Being taken seriously as this janitor. So, how does that make sense if he they, like, picked him up on this ferry? They uh, it's Exactly. And, you know, with Walt, with him looking like he's... Yeah, like, where's Walt? So... Walt's he, probably back. Yeah. Walt's somewhere else. They didn't go straight to this ferry. This ship. Freighter. He definitely went home first. Yeah. And that's probably what we can infer from that. Um, Saeed, obviously. Um, one thing that I didn't even realize this is the first time that Michael and Desmond have ever encountered each other. So Yeah, I didn't realize I, that. I tried to think back, and then I guess I realized, wow, they they have never been in the hatch at the same time. Yeah. Um, Desmond was on his own... Desmond ran away before that His point. own little mission before, you know... I think that Desmond ran away in the beginning, and then came back after Michael had already... Had already left, yeah. Up and left again. So, um... So Saeed was doing a good job of... Faking it, but right. Saeed, <laughs> Saeed really wanted to see where this was going. Yeah, I think he obviously made that connection with Ben's man on the boat. Yeah. Um. And that's it for the episode recap. Um, yeah. So a few interesting things in this episode. Uh, it was a good episode. Right. It was good. It was a good episode, but I'm glad there's going to be an eighth before the break because right. I would have been very disappointed if this were the last one. Right. The they were thinking of stopping at the eighth. And then they said, no, we're going to stop at the 7th. They thought it was going to be oh, the 8th yeah, first. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, you're then right. Then they changed it and they said they were going to stop at the 7th, and now it's the 8th again. Yeah. So, I'm glad because there wasn't much of a cliffhanger to this. I guess the cliffhanger would be... Michael's back. Here's Michael. Yeah. But we already knew he was coming back, and I right. think 99% of people yes. <laughs> realized that he was going to be on the freighter. Yeah. Um, so... If you listened last week, you might recall that I have been working on a Ben theory. A big Ben theory. The big Ben theory is what I call it. Um, just my theory about everything Ben. And (laughs) my favorite, my favorite character on Lost. Yeah. Um, so last week I kind of talked about, um, my beliefs about Ben and Annie and that, um... Annie was, you know, romantically involved with Ben at some point, but that she died during childbirth. And I believe... Well, I'm not sure if I believe, but I theorize that, um... (laughs) Carl! Okay. (laughs) I said Walt, Jacob, and every other name in my head (laughs) before I got to Carl. I believe Walt is Ben's son. (laughs) Right. I'm gonna start formulating that The resemblance is striking. I'm going to present it next week. Anyway, I think that Carl could possibly be Ben's son, which would, you know, kind of explain why he wants nothing to do with him and why Carl seems to have no parents. Uh, But now I want to talk a little bit about Jacob and um, theories kind of about Ben being special. There's not too much here, but I was just reading a um, theory by Kate on Dark UFO, and she was kind of talking about, you know, um, things that make people special, uh, what Jacob is, um, the thing that got me to click on it was, you know, Jacob, uh, 
Ben, Jacob, and Annie theory. Something like that. I clicked on it, and I saw Annie, and she said immediately, I think Annie is Harper, and I just... (laughs) I closed it. (laughs) Yeah. Annie, give it up, people. Annie's not... We have not seen Annie yet since Ben's flashback. Yes. Um, But she did have an interesting theory about Jacob, and I want to read it. Um, She says... It's my belief that Jacob is a real person and was behind the incident spoken of on the initia- initiation tapes. Jacob was a subject of experiments and could speak to the dead much like Miles can. However, maybe through an issue with the electromagnetism or the power of the island, something went wrong and he became trapped seemingly between, between worlds, allowing him to only communicate with the dead or special people, Walt, Ben, Locke. The whispers are the dead talking to one another. Jacob somehow broke the barrier so that the real world and the afterworld are coexisting on the island, throwing everything off balance. If you go to Lostpedia and read the transcript of the Whispers, it's totally implied that Boone, Nikki, and Paolo, at some point through, at some point through the dialogue, I think she meant to say that, um, the Whispers, if you read the transcript, it seems like it could possibly be the voices of people who have died on the island. Mm-hmm. Um, also, that's why Jacob says, help me to lock, he's trapped, he uses the dead as a vessel. Before the dead spoke through him, after the incident, he speaks through the dead. Hence him showing up as Yemi, Christian, etc., etc. Um, and she says Walt is a separate story with his own psychic powers, possibly projection. Um, I kind of, you know, with some exceptions, can buy into this. I think that Jacob definitely is a real person. Um, and I think that he definitely is in some way stuck between two worlds. Yeah. Whether he got, you know, so unstuck so unstuck in time mm-hmm. that he is simultaneously in all time and space. Yeah. Or simultaneously in all time but confined to one space. Sure. Um and I do believe that he needs the power of these I don't know so much dead because I tend to lean towards Jacob and Smokey being two different things. And I tend to believe that the visions of the dead are of Smokey. Yeah. Um, and I, but I think that in order for Jacob to, uh, speak, he needs the power of the so-called special people. Yes. Now, um, I think that this is a good interpretation. And I think that perhaps the hostiles, who were the original inhabitants of the island had lost control of him somehow, and were looking for someone special, like Walt is, to communicate with him, and Ben was their answer, as a child. Um, and then I think this could possibly explain why they wanted to take Walt and do experiments on Walt, because maybe Ben wanted to know, you know, why other children had this power. Yeah. Um, you know, what was it about Walt? Maybe Walt is in some way more special than Ben, because he can sort of project himself. Yeah. And, you know, thus far I don't think Ben can do that unless yeah. you want to reference that Harper incident. No, that was... In the last episode. That was... Yeah. Uh, I think that was someone else doing that. Right, but I think... Or her, but... She could possibly do it. Maybe she's one of the special people... Yeah. ...that he has found who can do this. Yeah. Um. So, just, you know, going back to... um. Uh, the man behind the curtain. Um, in Little Ben and Richard's conversation, 
Richard did not seem shocked at all to find out that Ben had seen his mother until he found that she had not died on the island, and that he could speak to her too, indicating that he was a special person that they were looking for. And, um, I think that this is what they were looking for in him, and, you know, basically... So, it, it, it's also... If you, be- if you lead someone to believe they have all this power, they would be completely willing to wipe out... Oh, yeah. ...another, you know, society in its entirety to gain that power. And, um, it also explains why he's so afraid of Locke. If Locke can talk to Jacob, what kind of consequences does that have? Yeah. And he's not special anymore. And I think that's the only thing in his, you know, small world that he's kind of clinging to. Yeah. Um, there was another theory on there about Ben this week. Um... Sort of about how he has control of time and how he can sort of, um, I guess, how he's tried to travel back in time and, you know, he understands the time element of this island. And it kind of talked about how he tried to save Annie maybe in the past, but wasn't able to do it. I don't know if I buy too much into that, but they said, um, this is by Dennis, they said, Uh, Ben is fighting against the universe, against God, against fate. Like Desmond, he has found a way to unstick himself in time and space. He has a sense of the future, but is not omniscient. He can't be, because once he makes a move, the universe counters it and things change. Still, Ben has an idea of what is coming. He takes advantage of the things that work for him and tries to change the things that don't. The universe always course corrects. Ben moves, the universe moves. Um, it kind of compared this whole course correction thing to a game of chess. Um, I don't know how much I buy into it, but I think it's really interesting, and I especially like the fact that they talk about Ben having a sense of the future, but not being omniscient. Because I think what he would like to be is omniscient. Yeah. And he always has a plan, as he said Mm -hmm. in, you know, the prior episode, but he realizes that plan is subject to change. Yeah. And, um... You know, he can he can predict what's going to happen, and obviously he has his sources, a la Jacob. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that he is as much in control as, say, Desmond was of seeing what was going to happen in the future. Right. Before Desmond got unstuck. And that's about it for my Ben Theory update. It's good. He's a good character to theorize about. Right. He's my favorite. I know. So does everybody. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so... So that's, that's basically... basically it for the main part. Um, next week is the last episode before the break. Right. And it's then... It's sad. It's... There's gonna be, um... um we'll be like back a, April 24th. Yeah, April 24th, 24th is when episode 9 airs. So that's like a, uh, like a month and a half. Uh, it's not that long. It's, uh, one, two, three, four, it's a five week. Right. It's like a month and a half. Right. And episode eight promises to be pretty good. They did say that it did have a nice cliffhanger. Uh. But more like the ending of a chapter to a book than... Than a season ending. Than a season ending. So, 
you know, it should be a good episode to really think about a lot. Yeah. And really kind of think about all these episodes um, before starting again. And obviously we didn't want a hiatus, but... It's better than just eight episodes. It's better that the writers are getting paid for this. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, uh, and also, during the hiatus, we... We'll this. still be podcasting. We'll still be you podcasting. Know, once or twice. Because we uh, started a lost book club. Basically, we're, we're just going to read the ma- the books that are prominently featured in Lost. Right. And see if we can make any connections. Starting with the most relevant ones. The most recently relevant. Right. Uh, so, we're currently reading Slaughterhouse-Five. There's a lot in there um, that I should have been underlining. Yeah, well. Um, but yeah, we will have a podcast, you know, specifically on that book probably and yeah. you know, it's we'll try to get some more theories from other people based on that book. Yeah, it'll and be a, of, a nice quick little Yeah. Not a long one. No. Not an hour. Yeah, like twenty minutes. You love to listen, don't lie. You're not lying. You wish it was three hours long. Don't call, <laughs> don't call our listeners liars. <laughs> okay. They'll stop listening. Right. Um, so we're gonna get into spoilers now. We're going uh, to end. We got some nice ones. Nothing. Give them a little. You're gonna say goodbye to everyone else. Well, no, I'm just saying. Okay. We got some good ones if you want to stick by. Nothing huge. Nothing huge. Because you know what? At this point, there aren't really many spoilers. Because yeah, there are none really for the next couple of episodes, other than little tidbits that I wouldn't even consider spoilers. Yeah. So, but, but um, if you're anti spoiler, you can leave now. You can lean now. You uh, can, uh... We'll s- you can turn this off. We'll see you next week. <laughs> right, and... For our last podcast of, of the bunch. And if you want wanted to visit us online, um, our website is letsgetlostpodcast.blogspot.com. And if you want to send us an email, our email address is letsgetlostpodcast at gmail.com. We love getting mail. We love getting mail. So, send, send so- it our way. Uh, and, uh, uh, don't get lost. Don't get lost. Okay. okay. <laughs> I want to tell you, I, pur- I purged this a little bit. Good. Okay. We're looking at a little sheet here. I purged it. Because it's... You did a copy You know, some... You? Yes. You some... <laughs> some weren't worthy. Um, okay. So next week's episode, episode eight, is titled Meet Kevin Johnson. Ooh. Who, who could, could it that? be about? Who's that? It's Michael-centric. Oh, it's... It's... It's Michael. It's Michael. Um, and it is a flashback. Flashback. Flashback from the time Michael left the island to the time he got to the freighter. I'm so excited about this episode. Because I have been wondering, you know, what has happened to Michael. When are we gonna see him again? I was dying to know. All throughout season three. And, um, I'm not gonna lie, I have him in the Lost, uh... You are amped. Fantasy League, and... You're gonna get so many points. I'm waiting to rack up the points. I'm living now, I'm now <laughs> living vicariously through your Lost Fantasy League, because I believe that it's gonna win. <laughs> I currently team, have about 40 points, while everyone else is, is in the hundreds. 300s or whatever. But my team, I picked, and... Anytime I get points, someone else is getting those points... 
Plus, there's stupid Jack points, because Jack gets, like, 100 points per episode. Right. But I picked Kate, and she got, like, 60. She didn't do anything. Alright, I have 40 points. If you want to know what the Lost Fantasy League is, it's right on Dark UFO, and you can look it up. We're not part of the official league, because uh, we didn't we register in time. But we're doing it amongst our friends. But basically, it's you, you, there, are, there are eight groups of, like, five characters, and you pick a, group, a character from each group, and then, based on certain things that happen in the episode, you get points. Right. So if it's a centric episode, you get a lot of points, because... Right, and other, you know, various things, depending on how frequently they happen. Right, so, you know, Jack gets a million points every episode, because he does everything. <laughs> right. So I'm banking on my Ben and Michael, and I'm excited about this next episode. But for more than just... No, Lost it's gonna Fantasy. be a great episode. It's gonna be a great episode. Um, a lot of a lot of the actors have been talking about how it's the like the best in that eight, first eight episodes. Oh, yeah. That so uh, there are so, two sneak peeks on Dark UFO. Uh, one is basically Ben just admitting that their plan once they capture him is to kill everyone else on the island. Right. Um, he kind of, you know Walt uh, Walt. Oh my god, what is wrong with me? I don't know. Lock brings- <laughs> I really <laughs> want Walt. <laughs> Lock- you didn't even pick Walt. I picked Walt. Lock brings Miles into the room, and so obviously he, he didn't blow up. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, you know, there's- and then the next one is kind of- is Saeed encountering Michael- and, you know, mm-hmm. finally getting a minute to talk to him, and Michael's, you know, kind of saying, not now. Yeah. And he says, you know, what are we, what are you on your fr- this freighter for? What is your mission? And he says, I'm here to die. And then it ends. And then it ends. So. So, listen. <laughs> I don't believe that. But, um, why does he think he's here to die? Was he told that this was a possible, you know, suicide mission or something? Yeah. So, that's what I think. So, go ahead with, um, well. Things about this next episode. In... The episode preview after this episode this week, they said, uh, and one, and someone is going to die. Which is why I felt so cheated by this episode, because I thought this was the death episode. Right. Apparently not. So they flashed pictures of Claire, Juliet, Miles, Michael, Desmond, Ben, and Jin. Okay. So- Someone's gonna die. I'm convinced it's Michael. I don't think it could be anyone big. And if it's not Michael, it's probably just Jin. You think it's Michael? Um, did I say Michael? Yes. I meant Miles. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, it can't be Ben, because we've seen Ben, ben in his the island. flash forwards. It can't be Michael, because... Michael is slated as a regular. Right. And and ha- which means he has to be in a certain number of episodes, and also he has said that he makes it to the end of the season. A certain number of hours, too. You know, yeah. not just... Uh, but he... We'll get into his interview in a little bit, but he said that he's on for the whole season. Yeah. So I... Th- but I, I, I think, you know, they just... And after that, he doesn't know. Yeah. So. But no one does, really. I don't think it's Desmond, because... You can't kill Penny. Desmond. But th- it's just... The, the thing is... Le- this week we found out a potential huge character death, and they're not going to kill off like Jin and then Claire, you know? Right. So it, I'm I think leaning... it's going to be Miles, and no, everyone's trying to kill Miles. Nobody likes him. Yeah. He's so the... that's that's pretty much what I'm leaning toward. Otherwise, we'll see Jin's, you know, yeah. actual death. So um, so more specific points about the episode. Uh, there have been some. 
set sightings people people see who had seen shootings being happening. <laughs> I, I'm <laughs> whatever disease you have, you just give it <laughs> it's to me. really late. Um, people saw there's a, a report about a shoot a shooting in New York where Michael was there, and so he clearly made it to New York before he got to the freighter. Um, and he meets up with Tom, Mr. Friendly. Right. And it's not an entirely pleasant meeting. There was rumors of, like, a fist fight and, a, and guns. Um, and there's were also rumors that there was a shoot that was possibly a car crash. Right. Um, and uh, Michael Michael's had bad luck with car crashes yeah, in the past. Yeah. So. Um, and then also... Libby is going to show up next episode. Right. It's, um, uh, Cynthia Watros, the actress who plays Libby, has an official guest starring role in episode 8. Right. So I, I'm guessing she's probably going to show up as a, a, a vision. A vision. To Michael. To Michael. Yeah. Um, I think this is actually the official description of this episode. Saeed confronts Ben's spy on the freighter. Ben urges daughter Alex to free lo- flee Locke's camp in order to survive an impending attack. So I'm guessing that attack is where the death happens. Probably, yes. Um, what kind of attack, I don't know. So uh, yeah. that's going to be interesting to see. And then um, a fun fact from Kristen on E! Online. She says, Walt does appear in episode 8, but... 100% twust- trustworthy sources tell me that during his blink-of-an-eye appearance, he's exactly the size that a nine-year-old should be. That. So, <laughs> he's gonna be short Walt, not tall Walt. Taller Walt. Not taller Walt. He's gonna be shorter Walt. Taller Walt. <laughs> um, and he's only in it for, like, a second. So, <laughs> who knows what that means. Right. They're just waiting until this kid gets to the point in his timeline where they can just (laughs) show him him, because he's 15 now so he's big and you know his voice has changed but they say they're gonna account for it and i trust him because they've been doing crazy time stuff i trust that they're they know what they're doing um so is there anything else about this episode no that's basically it it's gonna be a good one yeah oh there's gonna be a tsunami at the end oh yeah no big no big deal no big deal I thought you knew that, right? I think everybody... They knew that. <laughs> Doesn't everybody know that? Yeah. Um, yeah, we're those people. So, in the interview of Harold Perrineau, he was very excited to come back to Lost. Um, he actually was a little... Peeved. Peeved off that he was not shown at all in the third season yeah. and didn't know if he was coming back. And he was upset because um, he said he was hurt, thinking that, you know, that was it with Michael. Yeah. And, you know, you knew it wasn't, but I think he was, I think what he was really afraid of is never coming back as a regular. Yeah. You know, coming back maybe in the last season or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's very excited about this. Apparently he's been, like, trying to watch and keep up with it so he knows what's going on. And he's like, I can't, I couldn't even keep up with it when I was on the show. Yeah. So, um... Here's an excerpt. Um, getting the rest of the Michael-related lost questions out of the way. Was Michael able, ever able to get back home to New York? Will his son also return to the show? And was he the man in the coffin during that jaw-dropping flash-forward at the end of season three? According to Perrineau, the answers are yes and maybe, and he has no idea. 
So oh. he does go back home to New York. His son will maybe return to the show, and he has no idea who's in the coffin. But right. And he okay. says, oh, I thought for sure it was Michael in the coffin, but I still don't know. Yeah. So. So even he thinks he's in the coffin. Even he thinks he's in the coffin. He I think he's in the coffin. But, you know, I'm kind of leaning towards him or Ben. Yeah. Um, I've been... I kind of convinced myself of Ben in a scary moment last week where I, uh... <laughs> you freaked out. Where I kind of realized that Ben, if Carl truly is Ben's son, then that... He could be the teenage son in that article, yeah. Right. So, you know, I'm a little scared. It's alright, don't worry about it. I'm okay. Okay, are Don't you worry okay? at all. You're fine? It's alright, yeah. I'm not worried. Should okay. I be worried? Right. No? no, I'm fine. Okay. Right. right. So, um... He says, I know I'll be there till the end of the season. I have no idea if it goes beyond or not. But basically, that's just it. But basically, that's it. Um, after episode eight, of course, we go on the hiatus. Mm -hmm. Episode nine, which hasn't even been Episode nine is not even yet. completed. Uh, we'll talk more about it next week. There have been a lot of scenes that apparently people have seen. Um, a major spoiler, if it's true. Yeah, we'll talk about that next week, though. We'll talk about that next week. But it's, um, yeah. Once we once we gather more facts on it. Yeah. But we're not sure at this point. There was a rumor that episode 9 was supposed to be Ben-centric. Called the outlier, outlier, but uh, I think they've switched it, you know. I think that's going to be 10 now. Right. Uh, and um, it looks like it's either Ben or Saeed-centric. They're both in it. And it's looking more like Saeed, and it's rumored to be called Bakir. B-A-K-I-R. So, um... It's interesting that there are going to be two Saeed-centric episodes this Yeah, season. if, the, if it is Saeed, then obviously we really have to watch out for what's going on with him. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's all we really have to say about episode 9 for now. Mm -hmm. Um, and then another quick little, uh, interesting fact. There was a casting call for episode 11. Uh, you might have seen there were a lot of casting calls for episode 8 or 9 about, you know, Tunisian people, but this casting call for episode 11 really, uh, sparked my interest. Um, 411 features a 5-year-old boy with green eyes and a 16-year-old slightly nerdy boy with green eyes. Two versions of one of our leads who has green eyes. Also in 411, a lovely 16-year-old redhead girl. So. So, that looks like it could be... Ben and Annie? No. But I don't think so. Because you weren't listening when I told you that before. No, I know. Uh, ben has blue eyes. <laughs> ben has blue eyes, though. Um, Locke. Locke has green has eyes. Has green eyes. Uh, so. And I also was reading that Locke's mother had him when he was, when she was 16. Ah. So maybe the girl is his mother. Mother and giving birth. Yeah, or it could just be some girl he has a crush on. Right. Who knows? Um, or, uh, or also he had a foster sister that died. Could right. be his sister. But right. I believe this is, episode 11 is going to be Locke-centric. Right, but also, you know, is kind of an important thing, I guess, to kind of note is that, um, although it seems this is probably definitely one of the leads that this is, um... We still have a lot to learn about Charlotte, and they keep reminding us about that. And she yeah. is the only redhead, yeah, on the show. So it, it, you know, she could appear in this, 
you know, they could be talking about her. I'm not saying it's definite, but I'm just saying yeah. that she's the only redhead thus far yeah. on this show. That's that's basically it. Spoilers. We had a lot, you know. Yeah. Nothing huge though. There's nothing much yet. I mean I don't like not knowing, you know. But towards the end of the season, man, we're gonna have some intense stuff. Right. But I, I don't wanna know the finale. I go spoiler free the episode before and the finale. Yeah, so, so. <laughs> your S O L uh for those. Maybe we'll learn a little bit about the pre finale one, but not the Maybe. last two. So, uh, that's it for tonight. Um, we'll be back next week with our podcast on, um, Meet Kevin Johnson, where we will meet Kevin Johnson. We're gonna meet- we already met Kevin Johnson. (laughs) Uh, that- so that should be an interesting one. So, um, hope you enjoyed it, and, uh, yeah, don't get lost, because next week- Because next week is the last- Next week you're getting rocked like a tsunami. <laughs> Don't get lost, people. Bye. I'm not lost anymore.